Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Did you enjoy our live stream, Brown John? If so, there's another one coming up on the 22nd of April. If you didn't see it because you were busy or just an idiot then you should check it out because the reviews we got for the first one were sensational. Hmm. Find out more about it on our Twitter and also you can get your tickets. What's our website called again? TFTimeMachine.com? TFTimeMachine.com. Yeah, yeah tickets the links, are available the there. links will be out there, yeah. 22nd of April, 7pm. Loads of great stuff. Um, get involved. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson, pow, I'm Sam Delaney, so well. Welcome to episode 59 of the Melchester Ooh. Odyssey. Very much still in its infancy. Uh, we are, of course, going through the best of Royal Rovers, the 1980s book, which I believe now goes on Amazon for about 300 quid a copy as a result of this podcast and its success. Uh, it's... It goes from about November 1980 through about just over a year's worth of Roy the Rovers. And we're at the point where Roy has been shot in the hair. I've been fucking uh, shot. It's the, the the most shocking, dramatic moment in the history of Roy the Rovers ever, I think. I think everything that yeah. came afterwards, well, you know. Up well, until this point, yeah, matter yeah, things yeah. come later. I, Mad things happen later, but this was the turning point for me. Mm. I mean, terrorist attacks in Basran, limb loss, all that kind of thing that comes in the late 80s. For me, it was a little bit weak because it was all kind of trying to recapture what happened when Roy got shot. Mind you, at the moment, me me and Len have moved on to reading the best of the 60s annual, which we have. The 60s? Oh, my God. It's a whole different fucking ball game there, right? First of all, Roy, I'll post a picture of what Roy looked like in the 60s, but he he looked like about 50 years old, right? He looked 50. really different. He, yeah, really old. <laughs> like people did. The further you go back, the older people look. Yeah, yeah, He's really old. He dresses really hilariously in this, because this is, it starts in, in fact, the first strip, even though it says the best of the 60s, is December 1959. So oh, you're wow. really going back. And he's got an enormous... Does he dress like Cliff Richard? <laughs> yes, he does. He wears this enormous, almost like a teddy boy drape coat. Do you know what I mean? It's like a teddy boy coat that goes quite yeah. long down to almost to his knees and has huge shoulders like a zoot suit, right? Yeah. And it's red and it's double-breasted and he's got this in... And obviously his hair's all brill-creamed, but he's got... And he look, he looks really posh and he's got this really big square jaw, a bit like Bruce Forsyth kind of long chin and jaw, right? <laughs> and Blackie's in it. But it's pretty dramatic because they signed some new lads and the new lads are cunts. They're like really annoying. No one likes them. Right. And because they're snooty, they keep saying things like, this trading is ridiculous. And Blackie's a bit like, hey, if race, if it's good enough for Racy, it's good enough for you. <laughs> right. Racy's just the captain. Ben Galloway's still the manager. Right. right. 
But um, the main plot when you first start is that while they're training, some cunt sneaks into the fucking changing room and sets fire to the stadium, right? Wow. Blackie, Blackie nearly catches him at it, but the bloke chins Blackie, knocks him out, and then does a runner. And Blackie is found, right, unconscious in by the fire, where the fire started. Yeah. So he's dragged out and saved, and he's in hospital. Um, but the, the whole stand sets fire, is practically destroyed. And when Roy goes to visit Blackie in the Hossie, um, it's gone from bad to worse for for Blackie because he's gone, oh, no, when I walk up, it was, there was busies everywhere. And uh, <laughs> they, basically, they basically say they've got evidence to prove that it was me who started the fire, but it wasn't, I swear. <laughs> I the found the fellow who did it, and I tried to get him, but he sucker punched me. Oh, right, I, and I asked him what like, the evidence was, and they said, well, you're a scouser, must have been you. <laughs> That's, That's not true. That That's a generalisation, right. that is. <laughs> and uh, Roy's like, don't worry, I'll fucking find out. Now, I don't want to do spoilers, we'll probably move on to the 60s one, but it'll be in about two or three years, so you'll have forgotten by then. But basically... It looks very... There's loads of different suspects. A bit like this, where there's loads of different suspects for the shooting, and Roy does loads of detective work, right? But I think, I'm almost certain, because I'm practically at the end of this particular plot, that the cunt who fucking did the fire, right? The cunt who did the fire is the local builder, who's a mate of all of the players and the chairman and Ben Galloway. They know him, right? And he's this fat cunt called Slim Jenkins or something. And it turns out... He paid someone to set fire to stand so we could get the so contract re- to rebuild it. it. <laughs> what an absolute wanker. He's supposed to be a fan. I mean, out that, right, I've got a great little business. Je- business has been a bit slow, but don't worry. I've got a fucking great idea, right? I'm going to pay someone to set fire to Mel Park because <laughs> they're about- I mean, they're going to come to me. I'm mates with them. First thing they're going to do <laughs> is say, get Slim on the blower. We'll give him a nice fat contract. And it doesn't matter because they'll pay for it out of the insurance, so it's a victimless crime, isn't it? <laughs> and you can imagine the editorial meetings as well. Um, right, we, we, now, for some reason, we've introduced this builder character who's been hanging around for about a year now. He's friends with the players. I don't know why. Uh, can we have something more for him <laughs> to do, perhaps? On. Well, he could be involved in some sort of criminality. I mean, he works with his hands, and most people who do that are, are yes. criminals on Eventually the side. Eventually, they will turn to crime, those kinds of people. <laughs> So we we should probably write a storyline whereby he sets fire to a stamp. But they leave Blackie for dead. Blackie's yeah. the vice captain. And he's supposed well, to be a fan. And he's like, well, collateral damage. If he's going to die, he's going to die. That's awesome I for you, I need that contract. It? I need that fucking contract. Right? It's not... It's not the 40s anymore, right? It'll be 60s <laughs> in a few weeks' time, right? <laughs> Business is changing. You need to get ahead of your fucking competitors. You need to think creatively. Start setting fire to things. Oh, God. Anyway, so they're no the... strangers to drama, but Roy being shot, yeah, you're right. It's, it's next level. Back to 1981. Um, so Roy's in hospital. Uh, Penny was there. He's in a coma. He's been put in a coma. Uh, they don't understand why he's in a coma. The doctors, they think it could be some kind of shock. Um... Oh, we actually had an email from our uh, official doctor. Oh, yeah. We've got an official doctor. Uh, Our official doctor lamparded us a bit, actually. Yeah. To be fair, in her email. Um, She said that we'd we'd said inaccurate things about... We'd we'd, we'd um, mocked shock, hadn't we? Yeah. And there's no room for mocking of shock. Uh, Our shock's to be very core. 
I was on, I was that shocked I fucking fell into a coma. Yeah, I don't know where it is, but anyway. Right. Yeah, okay. so the apologies for us making shot. Apparently yeah. you can go into a coma if you get shot because you get traumatised and the body and the mind shut down. Our doctor told us that, so fair enough. But please, please, please do not use this podcast as a sort of medical advisory resource, right? Don't, you know, we, we've said this before. We are not professional doctors. We are lay doctors at best. So, you know, just don't follow our advice. We're not clever men, are we? Really? Well, I would say we've got street smarts. Okay. Rather than book knowledge. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we rely on our wits and our experiences, mm. right? That's all we can do. Um, no, we didn't do medical school for seven years, right? Here, uh, so here, we don't exactly know how the human body reacts to shock, right? Here's, here's the official doctor. As the TFMT doctor and working in an emergency room, I have to stand up for the Royal Rovers doctor for not for not knowing how the brain works. As an ER doc, my job gets glamorised by TV. But basically, my specialisation is to stop people from dying before the specialist gets to see them. Ideally, keep them from dying long enough so the specialist doesn't have to get up in the middle of the night and come in. <laughs> try and keep them, try keep them out till the morning then I'll come and have a look yeah. Ooh. I uh, I'll fucking give him CPR or something I don't care I'm not coming out now match of the day's just started and then she, at the end of the email she says must go there's a very handsome young man who is about to become a widower <laughs> Ooh. Oh this may be God. a shock to his wife who only came in for a sprained ankle but the coroner is a friend of mine provided I tell him when there's any nice widows in the pipeline yeah it's all going on there. Like, this is quite chilling. Well, that's life, mate. Or death. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to Royal the Rovers. Uh, so uh, it tells us at the beginning of each episode where we're at, and it says, uh, all over the world, the Christmas preparations of millions of people have been soured. Christmas has been soured! By the uh, by, the news that Roy Race had been shot by an unknown gunman. Now, as Roy lay in hospital in a coma, his teammates were trying to treat a league match against Wolverton as just another game. But, of course, it wasn't. Um, Blackie Gray nods it down to Kenny Logan. Kenny Logan seems to be taking Roy's place up front. Uh, And Kenny Logan sliced it wide. Kenny Logan's wearing the number eight. Who's wearing the number nine? Does Blackie Gray normally wear number eight? Don't know me. I wonder if Blackie's wearing the number nine then. Who's wearing Roy's number nine today? That's my question. I bet he is. I bet Blackie's took the number nine shirt. I'll wear the number nine shirt. It's Roy's shirt. He hasn't even had it washed since the last match, but I'll wear it. I don't mind. I can mm. smell him on me. That's the <laughs> sense of a real man. <laughs> His pheromones will mingle with my pheromones and make me some kind of invincible number nine. In the 80s, my uncle made an advert with John Barnes for Lucas yeah. Aid Sport, and it's the All one right. where he's where there's a James Brown soundtrack, you know, mm. uh, soul power. You got to have it, soul power. And he's running, and he's tied to a tyre. It was a great oh, advert. Oh, yeah, I remember it, yeah. And at the end, he goes, Lucas Aid Sport gets your thirst fast, mm. remember? Mm. Well, I was around my uncle's house watching England-Germany in Italia 90, obviously very memorable. I thought, what the fuck is that smell? It stunk, right? As a, To quote Anchorman, it smelt like Bigfoot's diaper, right? 
I was like, that is revolting. I look round, I go, what is that fucking smell? And he's wearing an England shirt that's all grubby. I go, what's that? He goes, this was John Barnes's shirt in the advert that I made with him. He gave it to me or asked him for it afterwards. He let me have it. And I said, have you washed it? He goes, no, of course not. He made it about a fucking year ago. And in the advert, John Barnes had been running around in this fucking shirt, wow. getting all sweaty and grubby. Oh, it's one of the worst things I've ever smelled. That said, though, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm sure John Barnes, I imagine, smells beautiful. Or I say I imagine, I met him because he came on Sam Delaney's news thing, the much-loved, now-rested, uh, yeah, satirical rested, yeah. television comedy show. And John Barnes came onto it and actually mm-hmm. did a rap battle against... Um, a rapist, mm. and uh, and he came on to talk about all sorts of different things, and uh, he smelled beautiful. I didn't Did tell him about yeah. my bad experience you didn't in his, get his shirt afterwards. I didn't ask him for his shirt because he wasn't in football shirt. It would have been just a normal work shirt. Why is it? Shirt. Why is it acceptable to get his football shirt after a job, a non-footballing job, but not his civilian yeah, shirt? That's a good point. That is a good point. You know. Why did no one, after our live shows, come and ask us for our shirts that we were if, wearing during the live show? Well, that might happen on the next tour. Um, if if anyone would be used to having been asked for their shirt at the end of a job, it would be John Barnes, because it's just de rigueur for him, isn't it? You sh- I should have just gone up to him at the end. Swap shirts gone, a bit. No, give me your shirt. Now, give me your shirt. What? Give me your shirt. Barnes. Mm, okay. Give me your shirt. Give me your shirt, John Barnes. <laughs> it's always the next time <laughs> next time Hopefully. I meet the cunt he's, I'm having his shirt I'm having his shirt off him <laughs> let's get back to this fucking nonsense um, yeah bloody grey heads are down to Kenny Logan oh and Kenny Logan sliced it wide Rovers should be three goals up by now oh right in front of goal with only the keeper to beat oh he's getting quite a scolding here from the Lampards in the crowd isn't he <laughs> poor Kenny Logan very withering, sarcastic comments from them. Uh, and it says, it had been a painful struggle for the Rovers and the score was still nil-nil at half-time as, and then the Tannoy announcer says, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> boys and girls, <laughs> we have just received the latest news about Roy's condition. And In the, the middle of the game? Half-time. Half-time instead of the, you know, the half-time raffle. So let's be fair, they, in the days before the internet, we all relied, relied on loudspeaker. We did, Didn't yeah. we? To, to well, we give us to, the news that we now get online. We used to wait for the half-time scores to appear on that, that board, yeah. either around the perimeter of the pitch or in the corner where each match would have a letter oh, and it would be yeah. on the back of the programme and then you'd have to look at the letter to see which match it was and the half-time would go. Right. It's I don't remember very, that very, letter You system. don't remember that? Oh, but yeah. just day to day, just anything, any information you needed when you were walking around, the best you could hope for. You didn't have a phone you could pull out and think, oh, mm. I'm just going to look up whatever, you know, easy jet flights to Budapest. Yeah. You just have to hope that some cunt shouted it out through a loudspeaker. <laughs> what, cheap flights to Budapest? <laughs> well, you just took what you could get. You didn't get it's to choose street. your information. But yeah, sometimes you would hear information. You'd think, "Well, that's free information. I'll take I'm it." Having that. I'm acting on it. To, I'll stick that in my fucking pocket. Yeah. The worst yeah. thing you always there were loudspeakers everywhere, but those were the ones that were supposed to tell you that the Russians were attacking. Yeah, they only got used for that, didn't they? Hmm. Left over from the war. Um. Anyway, so the uh, the the Lampards go. Shh, listen. Roy's general condition is satisfactory but he shows no sign of recovering consciousness and has failed to respond to any kind of stimulus. Oh, 
Fucking hell, mate. Give us some English. (laughs) Penny Race has tried to wank him off, but nothing. (laughs) Not even a twitch. (laughs) And the Lampards, nice close-up of the Lampards for once there. One of them says, good grief. The other one goes, I don't like the sound of that. You don't know fuck all, mate. You're not a doctor. Do you uh, notice? Do you know they always read because the illustrator sometimes gets lazy and just reuses pictures of someone else. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, these, so that fan in the crowd who's saying, I don't like the sound of that, that is Blackie Gray. He's just yeah. used a drawing he had it's left Blackie lying Gray. around is, yeah. Blackie Gray. I'll like, oh, just fucking stick yeah. Blackie in. I mean, I, if it was me, I'd have at least like drawn a tash or a beard onto him just to disguise <laughs> the glasses. fact it was Blackie Gray. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, in the Rovers dressing room, Kenny Logan says, Sorry, Blackie, but I'm just not with it today. You might as well pull me off. <laughs> hey. uh, uh, and he says, Blackie says, Why is that, Kenny? It's something to do with your father, isn't it? Now, Blackie Gray's showing a level of empathy here that you probably wouldn't get with Roy. Blackie Gray isn't just acting upon what Kenny's saying. He's thinking about it. And he's trying to work out what's wrong with Kenny. Uh, Kenny, the young Scot, nodded miserably. He says... Everyone knows how much my dad hates Roy because I prefer to play for the Rovers rather than work in the family business. I, t- <laughs> I just keep wondering if he had anything to do with the shooting. <laughs> you know my father? He's a killer blackie. He's got murder in his blood. <laughs> it's in his eyes. He can see. I, d- I don't doubt for a moment that my father is capable of trying to murder another human being. Did you know he killed four of his previous wives but because he did it on a lake he's escaped justice he's also murdered several rival estate agents from our town in order to monopolise the property market in that area we live in a small we live in a small town where murder is legal for business purposes (laughs) I saw this coming all along Blackie I knew one of us at least would end up dead I thought it would be me. Jalapeño. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Jalapeño. Come on. Stop fucking thinking about it. Yeah, maybe your dad did try to kill Roy. Maybe he didn't. <laughs> He's just going to focus on the match. Not for us to find out. He says, don't feel... Feeling guilty won't bring Roy out of that coma. If you want to make this whole ghastly business seem a little more bearable, there's only one way you can do it. Big words from Blackie there. All right, your dad is a murderer. That's not a good feeling. 
But you know, I've had killers in my family. Can I co- come here? Come here, I'm going to tell you something. Right? Keep your voice down. Right. I fucking killed loads of cunts, me. Right. From first couple of times I did it, I'd be fucking lying awake at night fretting about it. Now I just think, I don't give a fuck. So I feel nothing. dead. Yeah, I feel like I'm numb inside, and that's the state you want to be getting yourself towards. It's much better, you know. There is nothing more useless in the world than the emotion of guilt. <laughs> oh, I'll try to bear that in mind in the second half, Wacky. Yeah, yeah, you fucking do that. Switch off all your fucking emotions, lads. Trust me. Yeah. Uh. It's easier that way. <laughs> it's the, fr- says, it's the freest you'll ever feel. What? Who says what what is right and what is wrong? Right? <laughs> Who decides what morality is? Right? Is it the government? Is it the priesthood? Right? Is it your mum and dad? Who is it? Right? Is it shadowy figures that we don't even get to see? I say all of the strings. Like I live by my own rules, not by society's constructs. Right? At the end of the day, you're only responsible for yourself and yourself only. If I... I don't even recognise the notion of murder, right? If I see something that's living that I feel needs to be dead, then I make it so. <laughs> oh, I, there's the bell. Second half's about to kick off. Anyway, right, good on, luck, lads. son. Keep that in mind. Come on. Now let's get out there and get at it. <laughs> a few moments into the second half. Uh, another ball comes across. Uh, nice interception by Logan, but he's under pressure. He has the hope of making anything of this. Not after his first half performance. We turn the page. Fucking hell. I can just see the uh, 2nd of January 1982 yeah. cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking dramatic. that next week. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, but Logan has danced between the two defenders and uh, it says, Oh, what a turn. He's left two defenders standing. Oof, says the defender. <laughs> and Kenny thinks, like Blackie said, the only way I can help Roy is to do the job he signed me to do. <laughs> go on, Kenny, go on which is scoring goals for the team that he built with his bare hands. And uh, Kenny does. He slots the ball under the body of a despairing keeper. Yes! Shout the crowd. Melchester Rovers <laughs> 1, Wolverton 0. <clears throat> there we go. Uh, so they've won it. It was a scrappy, grubby 1-0 win, but we all love them. Um, I'm trying to read these words. Fucking hell. Black on red. It's not good. Yeah, stupid. It was the only goal of the game. Later, as the fans trailed home, uh, and there they are. Trailed the- home to their horrible houses. <laughs> <laughs> Traipsed home to their hovels. What, what, what little disposable income they have on watching these men, these rich men, kick a ball around. Yeah. They retreat to their hovels, <laughs> freezing cold and miserable uh, for their and- beans dinner. And they're buying the newspaper there from the newspaper vendor and this his headline on his newspaper stand says, Latest on Roy. <laughs> um, there's a bit of a Lampard conversation. Rovers managed to hang on to their own beaten record, but how long can they keep it up while Roy is still on the danger list? 
and think what his family must be going through. Yeah, secondary thoughts there, the family. Never mind about mm-hmm. fucking uh, the family, but, you know, the unbeaten records at, at stake here. Uh, meanwhile, what is the Roy- danger list as well? As if well, that in 1981 was that just a thing? I think danger it's like list. A transfer list, isn't it? You get yeah. transfer listed or you get danger, danger listed. List, if danger you're not list. Yeah. I'm on the danger list. Put him on the danger list. And every every day at uh, 2 p.m., a hospital registrar goes to the, the front door of the hospital and the journalists are all waiting and he reads out the danger list. Here is everyone today's in there danger, that's doing danger list. Yeah. I'm always on the danger list. That's what I tell the ladies anyway. It really turns them on. <laughs> I'm the head of the danger list. Yeah. <laughs> My name is permanently on the danger list. I bet Johnny Depp, Depp says that. They call me Danger Delaney. <laughs> danger Depp. And he's my good buddy, Danger Depp. We're going on a road trip. Yeah, I was thinking of changing my name to Johnny Danger, but then there's someone in equity already called that, so I couldn't. <laughs> Fucking cunt. Um, Johnny Day. Uh, and as Christmas Day dawned in the intensive care unit... Oh, no, I've missed, a, I've missed a panel out. Sorry, I got excited. Meanwhile, at Roy's home, Penny's mother was looking after the race twins. <clears throat> I mean, she doesn't enjoy this, does she? Penny's mother, she's a snooty fucker. She doesn't enjoy having to do getting her hands dirty. She's a doing fucking a nightmare. Although she looks like... I must admit, she looks like... When she was a bit younger, she was probably really sexy. Oh, really fit, yeah, don't, definitely. Don't you think? Do you know who she reminds me of? She reminds Diana me Dawes? of... No, Kim Wilde, but Kim oh, Wilde when yeah. she got a bit older. Yeah. I like it. Look at the state of Roy Jr.'s hair. It's proper lockdown hair, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But in the time of non-lockdown. <clears throat> and they've... Fucking hell, he was always on lockdown, so keep him in a cage anyway, course, don't yeah. they? Perma lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. you think about it. They don't let him go to the barbers because they think it's dangerous for him to be around scissors. The scissors, yeah. So uh, they've... Uh, pay... The only way that cunt gets a fucking haircut is if he pulls chunks of it out of his fucking head. <laughs> Which, Penny's by the way, he ma- does. Penny's mum's made a little sign they've stuck above the above the fireplace. It's just an indication that she doesn't like getting involved with the kids because normally this would be an activity you would do with the kids. You'd make the sign and the kids would write it out. I've done this for you. Yes, yeah. I've done it myself while you're watching your TV. Because because your handwriting is appalling. Leaves a lot to be desired. As for you, Roy Jr., the last time I gave you a pencil to write something, you stuck it up your own nostril <laughs> and we had to take you to the, the, the accident and emergency ward. <laughs> you were on the danger list for one day. So she's done it. She's stuck it up. How's that, little ones? And Melinda says, lovely Nan. And the message says, dear Santa, please make our daddy well again for Christmas. Love, Melinda and Roy. Now, you know that Penny's mum doesn't mean that, does she? It's kind of, you know. I hope she has life insurance. To be honest, Penny, if he does pass away, heaven forbid, (laughs) then then, then there's a lot of money to be inherited. His life insurance... And I could move into this home with you to help support you with the children and so forth. <laughs> oh, mother, please don't. Well, I'm just being practical. <laughs> anyway, Roy said that if he does die, that he's left a series of clues as to where my money is buried. <laughs> now, listen, right. If anything ever happens to me, I've made certain assurances, right, with associates of mine that you'll be well looked after. There's, there's, get... the, there's the unofficial legacy and an official legacy. <laughs> now, here's a map. 
right, I want you to memorise this map and then set fire to the cunt, right? I cannot have any paper trail to where I have left my fortune. <laughs> Fuck, no, no, Penny, shut up. No life insurance, no pensions, nothing like that, right? Because it all means paper trail, and paper trail fucking gets the attention of the powers that you know be. What, you know what they say, paper trail leads to jail. Yeah. So the best you're going to get is this hand-drawn map that I worked up with Blackie, right? But you're going to have to commit this to memory. <laughs> when when I pass away, you're on your own, right? But if you've fucking done your due diligence, you'll find the cash. <laughs> Just make sure you got a fucking good shovel. Don't spend it all in one go. <laughs> Try and wash it if you can, you know what I mean? <laughs> um... How's that little one? So there we are. There's the sign above the above the fireplace. Uh, lovely Nan and Roy Junior gets a line. No, Santa won't miss our message when he comes down the chimney in the morning. <laughs> First line, I think. Shut he's up, Roy Junior. You're scaring your sister. <laughs> Stop barking! <laughs> Quick, throw his chew toy for him. And there we. We cut to the, uh, the hospital. It says, as Christmas Day dawned in the intensive care unit at Melchester General Hospital, and the old team just wander in, Noel Baxter's first in his blue V-neck sweater, Blackie uh, Gray's behind him, dressed as Santa Claus, obviously. I'll uh, dress up as Santa for you, Roy. <laughs> Can you hear me? Roy, open your eyes. I'll dress as Santa especially. I brought you a present. I brought you a big track. Hope you like it. <laughs> Apparently there's sound I got it from Argos. Hours of fun. It's only 209 quid. In 2020 money, that's 1,500 quid. <laughs> it's fucking boss, though. It's <laughs> forward. worth coming out of a coma for us, this. It's like a fucking robot. It's amazing. <laughs> it's forward, like the R2-D2 out of the right, films. left. <laughs> It's like having a real-life metal mechie. Fucking beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Wake up, Roy. <laughs> Wake up and look on your big foot. <laughs> so they come in. Of course, they're there to visit the children in the hospital. It's not just because Roy's in there. Uh, Noel Baxter goes in first. Morning, Penny, any change? She says, afraid not, Noel. I, I was just opening the latest batch of Get Well messages from all over the world. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Get a load of him. Messages from written to him. Yeah. Fucking cards and messages from people he doesn't even know and offers coming in on the phone. He's um, the Rhinestone Cowboy uh, The Rhinestone Cowboy of the coma world he is, isn't he? <laughs> uh, so Blackie says, okay, we'll just go and cheer up the kids in the children's world. <laughs> yeah, Blackie's not interested unless Roy can hear him and respond right, and interact kids, with him. It's me, Santa Claus. <laughs> Have you ever killed anything? <laughs> Not a human, of course, but even like an animal. At your age, you kind of start off with animals like insects and that, and you progress when, when to these mice. I used to like to capture insects, right? And to watch them slowly under the glass after life sucks from them as the oxygen slowly burns away. Like, insects don't have eyes, kids. But if they did, there's the... There's the thrill, the buzz you get from seeing the life slowly fade, fading away. <laughs> and once you've seen that once, it's an addiction. You never lose it. Just spurs you on to the next level. Uh, so there they go into the children's ward. 
And the nurse says, hey, look, children, here are the rovers. Oh, the nurse says, they've come to see you in spite of all their problems. They ain't got any fucking problems. Fuck it. A woman says, Blackie Grace, Father Christmas. Well, that was a good disguise. I won a Blackie. Fucking hell, spotted straight away. Fucking I hell, fuck. the cover's blown. Grace, that's <laughs> abort, fucked up then. Abort, Get out. I don't know. Run for it. I've got to take one of these kids off, bitch. <laughs> they know it's me. <laughs> Little cunts. <laughs> Oh, hooray, good old Rovers, shouts one of the kids. Um, <laughs> they handed out a few presents to the kids there as well. There you uh, go. From a big sack. One no, of them not says, that. That's for Roy. That's the big fun. You're not having that. Cost me 200 nicker, that. <laughs> Put that back. One of them says, I've got a soccer game. Fantastic. Soccer? Yeah. Soccer fucking gives a back. It's football. You're and not in America, one. you little tit. <laughs> another one's got a football shaped uh, present and he says this must be a football fucking right, right it is uh, oh, oh, meanwhile, you must be top of your fucking class oh this is the Christmas episode as well this is the Christmas edition because we uh, we end with a very very sad panel there and it's Penny Racer close up looking very attractive in her sadness oh, yeah, amazingly um, attractive. tear rolling down her cheek uh, she's done her fingernails, though. Look, she's painted her nails, even though... I painted my nails, Roy, like you like them. <laughs> Can't stand a fucking unpainted nail. It's just, it's, it's very common-looking. And there's the the wall is plastered with get-well cards. It says, meanwhile, Penny was still at Roy's bedside. Tear rolling down her cheek, she says, If only you could see all these cards and messages, Roy. If only you could wake up and thank everyone for their good wishes. But I'll say it for you. A Merry Christmas from Roy Racer to all his friends, wherever they may be. (laughs) (laughs) So there we go. Merry Christmas, kids. Enjoy your comic. Your hero lies on the brink of death. Uh, And then it just says... One of my favourite bits about this that we didn't mention was how tightly and massively Roy's head and neck is bandaged up going back to something we commented on before, that between like the 60s and the 80s, all NHS's medical policy was when someone comes in with an illness, bandage the fuck out of the thing that hurts. Yeah. And the bandages will fix it. Yeah, it's like it's holding his head together, isn't it? Yeah. But we'll we'll look at that closer in the next episode because it's on the front cover of the next next one. But, um... Sorry. Yeah, um... But, uh, you know, at the bottom, where it says, there's a, a bit in speech marks that says, the doctors are trying everything to bring him round. So that's next week. Mm. And the mark set at 10 bit is missing. Well, because it's a difficult. mark of respect. You yeah, can't... it's a mark of respect because it was a good <clears throat> strip, but the kids might feel conflicted because they think, well, if I give it 10 and it's all about Roy being in a coma, it yeah. looks like I'm enjoying Roy being in a coma. So I yeah. think it's best just to take the decision away this time. Don't let them think about it, yeah. It's a bit like in EastEnders where there's been a death. <clears throat> they don't play the music. They just have a black background as the credits roll. It's oh kind of like that, isn't God. it? A bit somber. I didn't know they did that. Ah, they've done that before. Yeah, Coronation Street as well. Yeah, most of the most of the top soaps. I don't think Hollyoaks was it, but uh, I'm not sure. Don't watch Emmerdale. it. Emmerdale. Yeah, they probably do. Um, right, that's it from this one. So that's the Christmas episode. Um, 
So, Merry Christmas, cunts. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll be back in the new year. Um, what? Hey? With Roy's bandaged head on the front cover of the 2nd of January edition. Uh, yeah, TTFN tickets. Ta-da! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.